If you're looking for the latest news, insight into what it means, and the sharpest opinion, there's only one station in Chicago where you can turn, and it's this one. We're AM560, The Answer. Dan and Amy, uh, CNN is uh, getting into full 2020 mode. Uh, had a town hall with uh, Kamala Harris. You say Kamala, I say yeah, Kamala. I, I actually watched a little bit of it, and then I fell asleep. <laughs> Jake Tapper moderated. They're, you know, they're they're full in for Kamala Harris or other Democrat socialists. So they actually just hired another one, Andrew Gillum. He's oh, they hired? CNN contributor now. How about that? Well, he's still in, Andrew Gillum, though, is still under investigation for some campaign fraud, right? Not only is he under investigation, uh, a Florida ethics panel last week found probable cause for ethics violations oh. involving... The uh, former Tallahassee mayor, former Dem nominee for governor down there in Florida, meaning the uh, uh, civil the civil investigation moves to the nice. next step, but to a hearing before an administrative judge, and um, no word on whether or not the FBI is still interested in Andrew Gillum's exploits as mayor of Tallahassee. So we'll stay tuned to that. But uh, here's uh, Kamala Harris. You know, it's a race to the hard left. It's who can get past? Uh, who could be more progressive? Uh, who can be uh, more just... more Maduroan, I would say, uh, if we're really being honest. Uh, here's a Kamala Harris putting her best foot forward in that direction on uh, the health insurance market. You know what the problem with the private health insurance market is? That it exists. We have witnessed a case where a seated member of Congress acting in her... I believe the solution, and I'm, and I'm actually feel very strongly about this, is that we need to have Medicare for all. That's just the bottom line. And, and, Who are those and, and Iowans I'll say this, clapping? This is, I think, why you're also asking this question. What we know is that to, to live in a civil society, to be true to the ideals and the spirit of who we say we are as a country, um, we have to appreciate and understand that access to health care is a it should not be thought of as a privilege. It should be understood to be a right. Yeah, one of those new rights the left invented. Uh, so Tapper uh, properly followed up with her on your uh, Medicare for all. And specifically, you mean no more private health insurance. It's all government directed, right? I believe it will totally eliminate private insurance. Um, so for people out there who like their insurance, well, they don't get to keep it. Well, listen, the idea is that everyone gets access to medical care. And you don't have to go through the process of going through an insurance company, having them give you approval, going through the paperwork, all of the delay that may require. Who of us have, has not had that situation where you've got to wait for approval and the doctor says, well, I don't know if your, your insurance company is going to cover this? Let's eliminate all of that. Let's move on. Let's eliminate all that and you move on because, you know, the problem with insurance companies, there's a paperwork and bureaucracy. Oh, there's none of that in government, though. Correct. No, no, not at all. No. no. Uh, this is, you know, the adult consideration. Do health insur- do insurance companies, do they ration? Yes, per the terms of their policy. Does government ration? Yes. And all of those uh, single-payer, government-run health insurance slash health care models that the left tries to invoke the world over – Take a real good look at them for rationing. That is why the joke is of the Canadian system, the good news about that gallbladder surgery you need, it's free. The bad news is you're never going to get it. That's the P.G. O'Rourke summary of the Canadian system, and it has been that way for a long time. 
So uh, the idea that government is more efficient and more competent in this space, something as important as your health care, you think the government is more efficient and more competent than private sector actors. Do you really? Well, Howard Schultz doesn't. Yeah, he, he took her to task. He had this to say on CBS this morning. So what, what industry are we going to abolish next? The coffee industry? I mean, the, the Republicans want to get rid of the Affordable Care Act. I don't agree with that. The Affordable Care Act should stay and it should be refined. But to think we should get rid of the insurance industry? Again, this is exactly the situation. It's, it's far too extreme on both sides. And the silent majority of America does not have a voice. And that's the voice I want to have get a winning. Yeah, the problem with Howard Schultz, of course, is he just wants to slow walk the country to the same destination. For more on this topic, we're pleased to be joined by Steve Moore, Wall Street Journal columnist, chief economist for CNN. Steve, thanks for joining us. Congratulations on Andrew Gillum joining your team over there at CNN. <laughs> well, good morning, guys. And, and by the way, I was over at CNN uh, you know, the night that he... Uh, that uh, that interview was going on with Kamala Harris, and and the the interesting thing about it was I had never I didn't know much about her I I'd never really seen her and I, I I thought she you know throughout the interview I watched most of it I didn't watch the whole thing you know she was very impressive she was just you know she's uh, quick on her feet and um, you know was just uh, the way she reacted with the audience was good I thought wow she's the real thing and then I saw that moment you know that you just played and I said whoop she's done there is no way. You know, we're not a socialist country. I, I pray that we haven't moved that far to the left. Where is it really true that the Democrats in 2020 are going to their message is going to be to the American people? Um, you know, we don't care if you like your health insurance plan. We're putting you in this new one. I mean, at least Barack Obama, as you may recall, remember when he was selling us the fraud of Obamacare, at least the rhetoric. Remember this, guys? It was, if you like your health care, you get to keep it. Right. Well, Democrats have thrown that. They're not even pretending you can keep your, your health care if you like it. And incidentally, I looked at, the, <clears throat> at some of the polling numbers. It turns out about 75% of people who have employer-based health care, as I do, like the coverage that they have. They don't want Medicare for all. They want their own system. But I think what this speaks to is a broader point about what's happening with the left in America and the Democratic Party, that it has become almost Stalinistic in its view of, of you know, we don't care if you want to do A, we're going to force you to do B. And that, that is so true when it comes to health care, when it comes to education. They don't want people to have choices. They don't want competition. They want government to run it. And that, that is a losing message with yeah. the American people. Well, they just want to hand out free stuff and we'll take care of your, you know, student loans and all that crazy stuff, liberal gobbledygook, as I call it. Um, but Howard Schultz, I mean, if he does run as an independent, don't you think that guarantees President Trump a, a second term in the White House? I don't know a lot about him. Uh, I, I liked what he said. Well, I mean, I liked at least half of what he said when he really called out Kamala Harris for his her ridiculous, preposterous proposal to take away everyone's health care. Uh, but, look, I think the more... Uh, if you get uh, an independent candidate like a Bloomberg or, uh, you know, the CEO of, of Starbucks, I think it almost guarantees the election of Donald Trump. And that's why Democrats are absolutely having a hissy fit right now about this. They are terrified of the idea of some kind of third party candidate. Like, by the way, Bloomberg's pissed off because uh, he beat him to the punch because yes, I think Bloomberg right. was thinking about running as an independent as well. So, um, you know, it's an it's uh 
uh, going to be an interesting um, race right now. But I, I have made it. I'll make a prediction. I think I really do. Th- I think Kamala Harris took herself out of the race with that statement that she made the other night. Uh, I want to uh, go to other contenders for the throne on the on the <laughs> left. Uh, I read a piece by Katrina uh, Vandenhuvel in uh, the Bezos Post that uh, Elizabeth Warren has come up with a big idea that could be a real game changer. Her uh, wealth tax. Two yeah. uh, percent of uh, house of assets over fifty million dollars, and yep. uh, this is a big idea. This is this is great. By the way, Dan, that, that's just going to kill me. That's why well, I, I understand I, exactly. <laughs> that's why that's why we're, we're talking suffer. to you. This is somebody who actually would be affected. Uh, it turns out uh, <laughs> Switzerland has something like this. It's not set the, the way that uh, Warren would want to set it uh, federally. It's set through regional governments. But what they found in Switzerland is that with every tenth of a percentage point increase in taxes on wealth, the uh, wealth reported by taxpayers dropped by three and a half percent. So like a 35 X response to uh, a increase in the wealth tax in Switzerland, you know, people uh, respond to incentives. But this is a, b- a big idea for Elizabeth Warren. She's trying to get to the left of Ocasio-Cortez, of Kamala Harris and the rest. How about that wealth tax on people making more than $50 million or above their $50 million threshold? This is this is just equitable. Who needs more than $50 million? Yeah, well, there aren't that many people who have more than $50 million. I mean, maybe there's LeBron James, there's Bill Gates, there's Warren Buffett. You know, there's not, not that many. So it's not even about raising money. I mean, you're not going to raise any money from a wealth tax. It's just it's a greed and envy tax. And by the way, a wealth tax is just a tax on the money that you save, right? You know, if, if you save your money, guess what? You have wealth. <laughs> if you build up a business, you have wealth. Oh no, we can't have that. We can't have people saving and uh, and building up their wealth and, and investing in businesses. We have to take it away. But the, what they will find when they try to do these things, and by the way, Amy put it very well that what you've got now on the Democrat side of the aisle is these people crawling all over each other, clawing each other to get to the left of the person in front of them. I mean, it's 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 who can raise taxes the most and who can provide the most dingbat health care program where the government's going to run the whole thing and it's going to be on and on and on. And by the way, you know, the Chicago, I would just look at the Chicago school system. I mean, you want to see a model of efficiency, right? I mean, yeah. you can't find much better That's than right. the way that the, uh, the government has run the schools in, in, in Washington, D.C. and Chicago. So, uh, you know, this but, is a race to the left. And, and I don't say this with any joy. I mean, when I moved to this town in 30 years ago, there were there were level-headed Democrats like Bill Bradley and Dick Gephardt and Sam Nunn and, you know, Lloyd Benson and people like that. Those people would never be Democrats today. I mean, they're way too – and the, well, the real problem with the party is it's the young – it's these young Turks, uh, you know, that are the, are the worst. It used to be the old bulls we had to worry about. The old bulls are conservative compared to these young socialist there's, there's, as I said earlier, they're Stalinistic in the way they want to kind of transform everything in America. But wait a second. For these people making more than $50 million in assets, 2% uh, above $50 million, 3% assets over a billion, that's just 75,000 households that would be affected wow. in a country of 330 million people. And it would raise, according to Elizabeth Warren's economists, that's oh, a funny statement, right, that is funny. Uh, $2.75 trillion over 10 years. Think of all the yeah. damage you could do with that two point seven five trillion in government spending. <laughs> so, but but what about that? You know, why should Wait, we? Did get... you say? Did you say two point seven five billion or Tri- trillion? Trillion. Trillion. Good luck with that. I mean, well, you know, people, these are Elizabeth Warren's a... economists. I mean, who can question them? <laughs> but what liberals don't understand is people get really, really rich 
for the most part, are not very stupid. You're not going to be able to. You're looking. You're, they'll look all over the place for that fifty, uh, you know, fifty million dollars, and they're never going to find it because it, you know Bill Gates and Warren Buffett, those people, they all have their money hidden away in these big trusts. They're, they're, you're not going to get any money from that tax. It's all about just bashing the rich because they're evil because they were successful and achieved the American dream. That's what this is all about. We should call it the American dream tax. Ah, I like that. Oh, that's a good response. All right. We'll workshop that. Steve Moore, Wall Street Journal columnist, CNN chief economist. How cold is it there? It's It's so so cold. cold. Chicago politicians have their hands in their own pockets. (laughs) Hi-oh. Thanks, Steve. See ya. It's minus 23. Uh, And Stephen Moore, join us on our turnkey.pro answer line. Listen to podcasts of Dan and Amy from the AM560 mobile app. Download it today at 560theanswer.com slash